received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, Welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Welcome, fight enthusiasts, to the UFC Las Vegas 61 version of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. That big breath in the air is October because tomorrow when these fights go off we'll be in the greatest month of sports each year with NFL regularly UFC and on top of that baseball playoffs which I absolutely love three items of business first thank you to the many listeners from 15 to 17 varying countries that tune into the bout business podcast weekly that tells us there are is great fight passion throughout the globe. We aim to fuel your fire. Item two, the return of gamblue.com webpage. Look for that at the beginning of the year. More to come as we get closer to the end of the year. And speaking of end of the year, as we enter October, we enter the last quarter of the fiscal year. So far, the UFC in 2022 favorites running 66%, 223, 109, and 7. It's about three ticks higher than they normally run, 64, 65%. So a couple ticks. The Bout Business Podcast results thus far three quarters, 91 and 101, plus 4.63 units, 3% ROI. 47.3% win rate, like to move that up a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's profit we're after. And our goal in the fourth quarter is simply to profit above the basis that we are sitting at now. Futures. Outside of the three fights for this card that have been released through the week, and before most of the futures i should say all the futures revolve around ufc 280 october 22nd where we've taken sean brady minus 120 he sits now minus 135 and charles Oliveira, we took him plus 195 he sits plus 145. the object of moving early is to get the best of the price then we gotta hope our fighter actually wins Couple futures today on that same fight card. However, without much more ado, let's talk and focus in on this fight card, UFC Las Vegas 61, and let's move right into round one. Round one is a release made Wednesday, and it's a fight that should really be an interesting clash of styles. You have at middleweight, Brendan Allen against Krzysztof Jatko. Jatko from Poland, tall, stiff, 
erect, not necessarily athletic, but he's well-rounded as a fighter, not flashy at all, durable, tough, nothing flashy. Brendan Allen, on the other hand, going to be an inch taller, six years younger. We know when you have an age difference of four or five years or more, the win rate's 64%. Allen's got at least six years there. The issue with Brendan Allen is his uneven performance is based on his IQ. The guy's a dynamic ground wrestler, BJJ submission artist, and he's decent standing up, tough as he can be. But when a guy like Sean Strickland out IQs you, you know you got trouble. So what we battle with Allen is how he comes into this fight. And I judge him ready, focused, and he's even in interviews addressed his focus for this fight. Further, Jotko just beat a guy named Gerald Mearshart via decision. Mearshart and Allen trained together or buddies. Surely Allen is using Mearshart as advisor in how to address Jotko. This fight opened a dead pick'em. Wednesday, when Allen got to plus 110, was when I pounced via Twitter. And again, make sure you're keeping an eye off days on Twitter for any of these releases. Currently, Allen's plus 105 or plus 110 at some outlets, so you definitely want to get him as an underdog. I think he's a live dog. And with that, let's move into round two. Round two, we move to the main card. Lightweights, Mike Davis against Vlasheslav Borshev. We'll refer to Mr. Borshev that way. This fight opened Davis minus 220, Borshev plus 180. Borshev had his debut fight in the UFC against a kid named Diakese, had a lot of experience on him. Diakese, interestingly enough, wrestled Borshev off. Borshev is a Russian with no wrestling. He's a pure striker. He's a swinger, he's a banger, and he throws wide loop and hooks at that. Diakese was able to take him down and dominate him. In Mike Davis, we're going to have a striking match here. Davis 29, Borshev 30. Davis going to be an inch taller, have a four-inch reach advantage, has been off a little. And in his time off, it's interesting what I believe he's done is greatly improve not only his fight game, but his physique and his body. We last saw him in 2021 when he was dinged up a little bit, took on Mason Jones in his debut fight. And Mike Davis's result in that fight was extreme confidence. He was on the cusp of getting cut. He dug deep, won the fight, got an infusion of confidence, took some time off, and now shows up to this fight against a guy that's going to acquiesce him by standing there and striking with him. Davis is the more well-rounded fighter, and he should be a 220 favorite in this fight based on who he's been in with and his athletic ability alone. That said, the line in this fight is compressed. Today we find Mike Davis minus 170, Borshev plus 145. The people taking Borshev, I wish him the best. But the lesson to this fight, in my opinion, will be for Mr. Borshev, as Angelo Dundee used to always say, never hook with a hooker. And though Borshev likes it on the feet, I don't think he's going to be able to stand the heat that Mike Davis is going to deliver. 
We're going to bet this a couple of ways. Number one, Davis minus 170 for one unit. That's going to bring us back 0.59 of a unit. We'll go easy one unit there. Second investment, Davis inside the distance plus 280. We're going to put a half a unit that way as well. Now, that is found on DraftKings under the bet via KO sub DQ. So you don't find it ITD like I always explain it. I'm an old-time boxing guy. Today you find it via KO sub or DQ, which is the same thing, plus 280. Mike Davis, big investment for us this week. Now let's move right into round three. Round three, a fight I released on Point Spread Weekly, the weekly column I get to drop on VSEN each week. This is a heavyweight fight, and man, I could talk for hours on it, but we're just going to get a few minutes in. Alir Latifi, the Swedish sledgehammer, really should be referred to as an anvil because that's his body type. He used to fight at light heavyweight. 205, but he was fighting the weight cut so bad he could barely bring any fight into the octagon come Saturday. Since he's moved to heavyweight, he's had good results. He fought Derek Lewis in Houston in Lewis's backyard, won the fight, but didn't get the decision. He also has had a fight in his most recent bout against Tanner Bozer, an up-and-coming, fast, bright heavyweight that he won. Latifi is game, and he's good. He's got a great wrestling background, an immense explosion and power. Two inches taller, and Latifi is square. He's in there, and Latifi, by the way, enters the cage at a ripe 39, but he's going to be the spry young man because Alexei Olienik is a 45-year-old Russian submission artist. This dude is 60, 16, and 1 in his professional career, okay? So he's either going to get a hold of Latifi somehow and submit him, or Latifi's going to knock this guy out because at 45, Olienic is slow. He has very awkward, slow, telegraphed striking. He is cagey, wily, crafty, and he has to be because if you sneeze on him, he's going out. And Latifi, with his power, one touch, will put Alexei Olienic out. As I see this fight, three rounds, competitive, Olienic going to look the bigger man, but he's not going to be the more potent fighter. Latifi, via KO submission or DQ, is plus 120. That's the way we're going to go on this fight. He opened Latifi minus 135 when this fight was scheduled in March. Now we got to pay the price of minus 175 if we want to take him straight up today. And that's surely where I lean if we didn't have the sub. But inside the distance, or rather Latifi, KO submission or DQ plus 120 is where we're going with round three. Before we get to round four, let's lay out two more future wagers that are upcoming UFC 280, and that's going to be again in October, on October 22nd. Much of our card that day could be filled out by the time we get there, fight enthusiasts, but here we go nonetheless. In a uh, lightweight fight between 
Mateus Gamrot and Benil Dariush. What a fight that's going to be. Gamrot opens 200 to Dariush 165. Today at DraftKings, Gamrot minus 190, Dariush plus 160. This fight is mispriced. By the time this fight goes off, I expect Gamrot to be a slight favorite and Dariush to be plus 110, 120-ish. Dariush plus 160 in UFC 280, October 22nd, is an ad today at DraftKings. Second fight on that same card. We have a great Brazil versus Russia matchup, Mahmoud Muradov against Chao Barajo. This kid, Brazilian Barajo, is a maniac, a madman, and really, really an excellent, driven, focused fighter. He's priced minus 240. He's going to close minus 290 to 300. I think he's a bargain in this spot at 240. We're taking him for a full unit, 240 to win 100. Chao Barajo, UFC 280 in two weeks. Now we turn the page and walk straight into round four. Round four, we have Lady Strawweight, main event, Mackenzie Dern, Yaon Zhanan. The Chinese fighter Yan is tall, long, strong, and a Sanda fighter. She wants to keep this fight on the feet at distance and punish Dern from angles with kicks, elbows, and strikes. It's mandatory for her to keep this fight on the feet. Mackenzie Dern, trained by her father, Wellington Diaz, is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu savant, won international tournaments from the time she was in diapers to now. She has big-time fight experience. She has main event five-round experience that her opponent does not. And it's my opinion that this fight is going to come down to Dern's ability to wrestle, and she has shown no ability to wrestle against Jan's ability to wrestle, and she's shown no ability to wrestle. In essence, since her last fight when Carla Esparza dominated Jan, Jan has had to improve her takedown defense because she's going to need it in this fight against an incoming Dern. Dern, meanwhile, got pieced up on the feet by Marina Rodriguez. She got her down once and almost submitted her. So if she hasn't been working on her takedown ability until now, then she's never going to have it and she's never going to work on it. I believe Dern's world-class background, her jiu-jitsu, her competitive nature is just a little bit ahead of that of Ms. Yan, the Chinese athlete. And for that reason, Dern is a bargain at minus 205 when we at the Bout Business Podcast released her a couple of weeks ago. Now she's minus 235 and higher. And it's starting to get into the range where you have to be very careful with a favorite. We're happy to hold CLV on Mackenzie Dern, minus 205. And if you don't have her at that price, it would be advisable to take her as fast as you can. We don't like favorites here. When we take them, we want to have CLV. So that concludes four rounds of fighting. We're going a little conservatively today, fight enthusiasts, only 5.5 units 
invested 205 of which is on Ms. Dern. So that's an important fight for us as well. There's a couple other bouts on this card I like. If numbers change, again, I could throw something down day of fights via Twitter. So please keep an eye out for me. And also, thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you next week. Locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind the scenes access to the world of MMA. The the best sports betting podcast on the board look no further than greenrollmedia.com each and every weekend greenroll's covering the nfl college football and mma better than anyone bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in las vegas that's greenrollmedia.com greenrollmedia.com home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network